Uh, welcome back into Mining Stock Daily this Tuesday afternoon. We've got another corporate update for all the listeners out there. Welcoming back Luke Alexander, CEO of Nucor Gold, again trading on the TSX Venture with NCAU and on the OTCQX with NCAUF. Uh, this happens every month, Luke. <laughs> There's, it's like the analogy is you just dropped a huge. Uh, binder full of drill results onto the market this morning. 37 RC holes totaling 5,500 meters were reported today, uh, including 18 RC holes totaling over 2,000 meters. This is pretty, it was pretty significant, but there was a couple of highlights in here that we want you to, everybody to be paying attention to. 1.79 grams per ton gold over 24 meters, 0.87 grams per ton over 25 meters. That's over at NIAM. Uh, NIAM extended the gold mineralization to depth, also into the upper portion of that sulfide zone we continue to talk about, including 0.77 grams per ton over 31 meters. Uh, but really, you know, that area between NIAM and Kwachi Krum, Luke, <laughs> I mean, it's like you could just walk walk a path straight down there and there's going to be gold underneath your feet. Yeah, Happy New Year, Trevor, and uh, Happy New Year to everyone listening in. Yeah, we're extremely pleased with the uh, with the results that we continue to get from both NIAM and Kwachi Krum. Um, we, these are our third and fourth largest resource areas, um, with Sium and Boeing being our two largest areas. Big part of this 90,000 meter drill program has been focused on both NIAM and Quachi Krum and looking to ultimately expand the overall size of the mineralized footprint there, which over time will um, get included in a, uh, in a resource. As you highlighted, we did release 37 RC holes today. Uh, we hit on 33 of those 37 holes, so we intersected mineralization, so that's about a 90% hit rate. That's pretty consistent with the drill results that we've had with this entire campaign. So lots of gold um, at our uh, at our entry project, and again, we're continuing to step out at our existing resource areas, but also as you highlighted in your intro there, we did get uh, some deeper holes drilled here at NIAM. Uh, it has been an area of focus for us for some of the deeper drilling, and we were very encouraged to have some uh, additional higher grade results come from that, uh, that deeper drilling. So at NIAM, uh, near surface, as you highlighted, within the oxides, 1.8 grams over 24 meters from 38 uh, meters. So that's within those oxides. But within that, we're seeing four grams over four meters. So some nice high grade there uh, as well. As we drilled into the sulfide zone at NIAM, we also hit some almost five gram material uh, within some of these results as well. So that's kind of something we've talked about is very um, valuable oxide ounces near surface. But as we start to drill deeper, we're going to uh, look to continue to intercept some of this higher grade material as well. You know, that high grade material, this sulfide zone, we talk about drilling deeper, but it's really not all that deep. We're talking about 100 meters below that oxide level. I mean, how much have we even scratched the surface of this sulfide zone? I mean, how deep could you really drill this thing and expect to find mineralization? Yeah, and that, it's, it's a really good point you raise, and I guess we always refer to deeper because if you look at all of the historical drilling that's ever been done on this project, which amounts to about 80,000 meters, 
the deepest hole prior to us kicking off this 90,000 meter drill program was only down to 150 meters. So we kind of consider deep drilling anything below 150 meters. Uh, but you're absolutely correct. The reality is if you compare that to other exploration projects globally, you've got companies drilling down to one kilometer, uh, you know, looking for, uh, for higher grades and, uh, and, um, and ultimately needing to get to those depths to ultimately um, uh, encounter uh, uh, profitable ounces. Uh, in terms of um, how deep this could get, um, I mean, you know, it could get, get as deep as it's economic to ultimately um, mine it. If you look at other greenstone hosted deposits along the Sefwi Bibiani belt, uh, and I'll use um, Chirano to the north of us, 50 kilometers away as an example. Uh, they've been mining that for over 10 years now. They're currently mining down at about 800, 800 to 900 meters below surface, and they've drilled down to about 1.3 kilometers below surface and continuing to um, uh, encounter high-grade material at those levels. If you compare it to, you know, um, deposits uh, in Quebec and Ontario, you know, some of those deposits are going down multiple kilometers. So um, there really isn't any kind of uh, limitation to how deep we could go. But for us, you know, the systematic approach is to continue to uh, target near surface as we start to identify where some of the higher grade shoots are and get a good understanding of the geological structures um, uh, at a, across our, uh, our project, then we follow up with deeper drilling to ultimately chase those higher grade um, zones and look to, uh, to prove up some of that high grade material. You know, you'd, obviously you mentioned Kinross up to the north there. Just curious if you are at all familiar, because I am not, in a, just naive question here. Are you at all familiar with how they drilled that at depth? Now, did they go in underground and then drill it to depth to find more mineralization below? Or is that something they just drilled from surface very deep and, and, and made that as a target as in their mine development plan? Yeah, so they originally drilled it from surface, and if you look at kind of uh, the history there, they were originally contemplating 13 open pits, um, you know, similar to what we're doing in terms of targeting the shallower oxides. Uh, they then had a, a good high-grade discovery, followed up with additional drilling on that high-grade discovery, and kind of uh, built it out from, uh, from there and started targeting, targeting the sulfides. Um, it's a very similar approach. I mean, once you start to drill below, you know, um, uh, you know, half a kilometer, or a kilometer, it starts to become less economic in terms of, you know, the drill meters, because you've obviously got to get a get down a kilometer before you actually hit the mineralization. So typically, you'll start exactly what we're doing, drilling nearer surface, get the geological understanding um, of the uh, of the structure, and then continue to follow up. I mean, you could put a two kilometer hole in here. But the reality is at that point, you've probably already brought it into production and, uh, and it makes a lot more sense from a uh, cost perspective to be drilling uh, from underground. So a uh, bit of a long-winded answer, but that's essentially what Kinross has been doing for the last number of years. As they started to mine underground, they put exploration addits in and started to drill uh, from underground because if you're drilling from 500 meters underground, it only takes um, you know 250 or 500 meters to get down to 750 meters to a kilometer. So it's much more economic than drilling 500 meters, an additional 500 meters from surface. 
Um, so that's uh, yes, that is something that they've done as they as they push the uh, the mine forward is is drill from underground. What is the distance here between Kwachi Krum and Nyam? Uh, it's about, I mean, if you look at it from, from the, from the middle of the two deposits, let's say it's about five kilometers away. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, Niam represents about uh, a 2.4 kilometer strike length at the moment. If you look at the press release and, and the drill results that we put out today, uh, we obviously added, um, uh, mineralized material through, uh, a, a large portion of the gap in between Niam and, um, uh, and Kwachi Krum and obviously directly to the north of, of Kwachi Krum is where, uh, we released a number of holes today that really extends the mineralization by about another, uh, 500 meters to the north. So, um, yeah, so five kilometers, but you know, it depends where you, uh, where you start calculating that from. Okay. And just kind of, it's, Bear with me here because I want to get a sense for listeners out there because I have constantly, everybody knows that I am a shareholder of this company, um, but this is, and I've always hit home just how big this thing potentially is. Now, you mentioned five kilometers from the center of the pit of Niam to the center of the pit of Kwachi Crew. You've put drill holes and have assays that are not in a mineral resource estimate, literally it looks like a train track from the center pit to the next along those, let's be conservative, let's say four kilometers. Well, you're still talking about four kilometers of mineralization. So my full, or excuse me, my next question for you, Luke, is what needs to be done to put a new mineral resource estimate just on this connection here between the two deposits? I mean, additional drilling needs to um, needs to continue. The areas that we're focusing on are directly north of uh, of Quatchicrum and directly south of uh, uh, of Niam. So those are the areas that we'll look at doing follow up drilling on. Uh, tighten up the density of the drilling so that we can ultimately wrap uh, a resource around those drill holes. So that, that that that's what the focus for us will be. But also your your point about you know the sheer size and scale. I mean, you're focused in on, on Niam and Kwachikrum, but again, if you look at Boeing, which is our second largest deposit, I mean, we've got multi-kilometers of strike um, and some of the best holes that we've had are actually right at the southern end of our, of our Boeing um, drilling. Uh, similar at Siyum, I mean, there's multiple kilometers of, uh, of, of additional strike length there for, for us to go after. So it is one of the things that I think we find as a company slightly challenging is really, you know, highlighting and describing the sheer size and scale of our Enchi project. I mean, these targets that we're talking about, we kind of talk about them somewhat nonchalantly as our third and fourth target or third and fourth largest resource areas. But as you rightly highlight, these are multi-kilometer structures with um, huge kind of, uh, you know, resource uh, upside potential. So, um, yeah, I mean, the potential is huge. And, uh, and we're also obviously focused on some, very, some new areas for the first time ever as well. Uh, Tokasia is one of those areas which we've talked about in the past. We're currently, we started drilling there in, um, 
uh, in December of last year. We'll continue drilling right through January into February. I mean, that, uh, that, that anomaly is, uh, is two and a half kilometers by two kilometers in size. So, you know, very large area. There is a historical um, artisanal mine that was operating back in, uh, uh, you know, for, for a number of years, World War One, World War Two, and uh, and you know that's an area that's very prospective for us. Siyum South, we completed drilling there in December of last year. Again, that's one of our largest anomalies, two and a half by three and a half kilometers uh, in size. So that would be considered greenfield exploration, and um, we're excited to be um, you know getting those results back and get them out to the market in the next. Uh, couple of months here and looking to make some new discoveries at some of these areas so you know we focus in a lot on the resource areas but obviously there's these other greenfield targets that we're um, drilling for the first time ever which again have uh, you know multi-million ounce potential uh, one more nuanced question here just out of curiosity so if we look at this trend this this southwest to northeast trend between these deposits I mean there's probably two dozen drill holes there that are running you know you got you, basically they're like groups there's two drill holes per trend well what is the spacing you know what, what what is the drill spacing between those drill holes on along that trend so from southwest to northeast so so t- typically how we how, how we approach our drilling when we're stepping out from a, any of our existing um, resource areas or we're going into new areas like Siyum South and Tokasia that I talked about um, we'll step out anywhere from two to 400 meters uh, uh, at, from a first pass drilling perspective. So specifically that gap that you're referring to in between Niam and Kwachikrum, if you look closely at the maps that we provided in the press release, you'll see that it's roughly 200 meter step outs that we did to ultimately test that entire area in between um, those two deposits. Uh, based on the results, we'll then ultimately hone in on where we saw the best results and look to increase the density of the drilling. So take it down to 100 meters or even 50 meter spacing, which then obviously will allow us to wrap a resource around the potential uh, results in those uh, in those areas. So that's where I talk about, you know, that section directly to the north of Kwachikrum and directly to the south of, um, uh, of Niam as being, you know, results that we see as very favorable to do some follow-up drilling on and look to ultimately increase the overall size of the pit, which uh, obviously will capture more resource at, uh, at both of those um, deposits. Uh, Luke, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to preface this last question for you because I know what you're going to say, and everybody listening knows what you're going to say because you have to say it. But you're about a $60 million cap company, $60 million market cap company. You just talked about two deposits, only two out of a number of deposits you have on the project plus new targets. But this one deposit we're talking about, five kilometers in length here. If you had five kilometers of strike length in this type of deposit in say Nevada, do you think you'd be a $60 million market cap company right now? No, absolutely not. And I mean, I think that's one of the things that we always um, do our best to kind of 
try to communicate to the market is you know look look at where some of these other um, you know assets are trading relative to ours look at the oxide grades that we've got relative to oxide grades that you're seeing um, you know across uh, across North America and across the world so that's where we've got an extremely robust project we highlighted that within the PEA that we put out in uh, in June of, uh, of last year and all of these additional results that we continue to put out to the market are only um, uh, only adding to the overall you know story that we've got here at Nucor and the opportunity for investors to uh, to create um, you know shareholder value. All right, Luke, uh, I'm, you and I are probably going to be talking next month. Hopefully, I'm able to connect with you back in Vancouver uh, during AME Roundup. We should do this in person uh, one, you know, sometime. Hopefully, we can do it in person sometime. Uh, but until then, have yourself a great, uh, healthy couple of weeks and look forward to our next up, uh, update from Nucor. Yeah, that's great. Thanks a lot, Trevor. I mean, we've uh, committed to the market that we'll get results out on a monthly basis, and uh, that's what we're going to continue to do. So we'll look forward to chatting with you next month. <laughs> it's pretty textbook. It's Every month, you know it's going to hit, and that means you're coming on the show. Uh, that's Luke Alexander from Nucor Gold, again trading on the TSX Venture with NCAU, and on the OTCQX with NCAUF. If you couldn't tell by the tone of my voice, I am a shareholder. They are also a sponsor of the podcast once again this year in 2022. Uh, that's it for today, everybody. We'll be back tomorrow morning with the news briefing. Be well. The information presented should not be considered investment advice. Mining Stock Daily and its affiliates are not responsible for any loss arising from any investment decision in connection with the material presented herein. Please do your own research or speak with a licensed financial representative before making any investment decisions.